0: think about the traditional front they including for me, you, you know they were close to each other and they just seem systematically right now Liverpool are not clicking subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app OTB
1: AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar Graham Hunter is with us this morning Graham good morning to you how are you alright Gerard um The Casemiro thing seems a bit left field. In retrospect, does it make a bit of sense for Real Madrid to cash in on an ageing star and replace them with somebody much younger for a relatively similar price?
0: No, um, I don't think it did. I think it cost them the league uh, at the end of this season. I don't think they cashed in. um, Once they were presented with Casemiro saying to them, I want to leave, something that he'd been... Uh, trailing at since the end of last season, he hadn't said I'm out of here. That's it. He had said that he wanted a new challenge. It's a pretty intricate story, <clears throat> given that the the firm that represents Casemiro is run by the former Real Madrid uh, director of communications, Oscar Rebot. Florentino Perez's son has, from the outset, been associated with that firm. He's been, you know, an extended part of that firm. So it's a it's an operation where I suspect they were allowed to go and seek out a buyer um, because Casemiro had made, I think, pretty close to an irrevocable decision that if the right opportunity came along, he would go. There's been a lot of talk at Real Madrid since he left about how disappointed his fellow players are that he's gone. Not disappointed in him, but that they keenly feel what will be a sense of loss because of his importance. Both Florentino Perez and Carlo Ancelotti said, look, Casemiro has earned the right over the years to say, this is my time to go. And that's a brilliant, elegant way to run a football club if you think you can afford to. Their gamble is that Modric and Cross and Valverde plus Camavinga and Chalmene will mean that they can assume the loss. And at that stage, I can answer your question and say, that is great money for a player who's 30 plus. Except for the fact that Look at Modric; he's 37 and still playing. Whether there's seven more great years in Casemiro is, is a slightly different question. But um, they've made good money on a deal that they that they were they were pushed into making.
1: Okay, he he seems like. Um... It seems that you talk about the, the the teammates being disappointed that he's gone. He seems like a student of the game, a good footballer, a decent person. I, I mean, I'm, I'm extrapolating here, but what 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 can you tell us about that kind of stuff?
0: Oh, yeah, I like him. It, it's it's not always the case that the image you have of a footballer when you study them or you commentate co-commentate about them um, marries up with what you find when you meet them. And then when you meet them, when you interview them, doesn't mean that you know their full personality or their full life. We we must never fall into that trap. But when I've met and interviewed Casemiro three or four times, um, I found him deeply interesting. Uh, once he commits to an interview, he's committed, he'll, he'll talk properly, he'll listen, he'll answer. Uh, as far as his personality is concerned in, in terms of what it meant to Real Madrid, he carries a very strong reputation that he was one of those leaders without the armband that he was consistently committed to excellence there there were one or two who said that the arrival of Chomini would would help sharpen him up would help keen his senses to 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 raise his performance after the defeat of Inter Frankfurt in Helsinki to win the UEFA Super Cup everybody was saying look at Casemiro look at how immediately He's he's become competitive again because he was outstanding man of the match. Well, Verdi just he, eons of praise on him after that that game, and and he was a standout footballer that night. Turned out that that was his goodbye. That was his sign-off performance. Um, I think in terms of student of the game, Jar, I, I genuinely think he's a a brilliant reader. Not often we talk about how people read a game in terms of how they read the threats from the opposition, but an awful lot of that if you don't play it in a rigorous system. Like, for example, at the at the um, one end of the scale would be peak Rafa Benitez, peak Pep Guardiola, where the system dominates, where you must do as I've told you and we've trained this and it needs to be almost like strictly come football. Um, but Ancelotti's Madrid is completely different. There's a lot of jazz solos in the midfield. Ancelotti said halfway through last season. I don't Going give instructions to Modric and Chris and Casemiro. What what have I got to tell them? They know how to play football. So reading the game in Casemiro's case was very much reading when does Modric want to go? Is he pressing? Is he running with the ball? Where do I go? If Modric has dropped back, do I step up and and leave Modric to cover? It's a little bit what happened in the Champions League final. Casemiro's role is only an axis. It's it's not um, genius-like. But when Modric drops deep and releases a ball, Carvajal and Casemiro link up in midfield. Casemiro's taking a step forward. He releases Valverde. Off they go and Vinicius scored. He's a very, very good footballer. And I think that the test will be that he's going into an extremely different situation. He's working for a, a, a manager of completely different mindset than Ancelotti now. And he's also helping you know scoop water out of a... a if not a sinking rowing boat, given how they played against Liverpool, then certainly a rowing boat that's, that's carrying too much water in it at the moment.
1: Graham, just a, a couple of other things to uh, touch on. The Barcelona situation, um, obviously it's been something that's rumbled on all summer. The Aubameyang departure and the registration issue with Jules Koundé. These two things are, are, are linked, are they, Graeme, and, and how soon do you expect them both to be sorted?
0: Yeah, for once, we've got crystal clarity on this La Liga have told Barcelona that there will be no more selling off future assets, no more equity release in in, in order to register Zucunde. They have to either take in good transfer revenue and or because it can clearly be both depending on who you sell, decrease their their salary outgoings, and therefore it has to be a, a relatively senior player, whether it be Memphis Depay or. Obama Yang, whose wages were um, when he signed on freedom of contract, because let's not forget he was completely free to Arsenal, rescinded his contract. He came for no cost. Uh, He came on a very low initial wage deal until the end of the season, but then his wages went back up to Arsenal levels um, as of the 1st of July this summer. And therefore, albeit that he scored last night against Manchester City, albeit that while this current version of Chavvy's team is bedding in, Barcelona fans might feel a little bit um, remorseful that it, it's not Aubameyang playing, say, instead of Rafinha or uh, Dembele, because last season when he clicked, his pace and his finishing power looked really special for Football Club Barcelona. And if he goes, there'll be those who are saying, well, that's a, that's a real asset in terms of winning trophies this season. They've gone, but it's essential. Otherwise, Koundé, who played last night and played well against City in a friendly... Um, it isn't registered, and there's absolute crystal clarity about that issue too. That if Kunde isn't registered by the time the first of September comes around and the market closes, then he'll be a free agent and another club will pick up an absolute wonderful bargain.
1: All oh, right, I didn't realize that. Wow, I mean, it's so obviously, that.
0: Well, Jerry, you sign for a club and, and they can't register and the market's closed. What are you going to do if you're a world class footballer with a World Cup coming up? Sit around until January and say, That's why he now needed a couple of weeks off so on either register him by the end of the market or they lose
1: him Wow okay well does that mean something's going to happen is there any uh, the the one of the papers this morning is reporting that Liverpool are the latest team to be linked uh, to Frankie De Jong is, there, is, that, uh, is that situation not fixable in this window and so therefore we should just assume that De Jong will still be a Barcelona player in a that- week's time
0: that's a that's a, that's a question which is you know beyond all our ken because De Jong should leave for his own career in terms of how much football he's likely to get across the season in terms of the fact that he's got a world cup to think about and, a, and, a, and an easy group for the Netherlands to get out of but it, 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 it's now not about whether you know Barcelona can force him out or how much any club chelsea liverpool manchester united want to. at the moment he's completely committed to staying and he's been robust about and this is where i, I worry a little bit because i don't think he's at, at full tilt in terms of his contribution to the team in terms of his football development in terms of his physical development he still looks like the you know the milk fed teenager he did when he arrived he hasn't changed at all he hasn't followed the lessons that iniesta and xavi and messi showed him I was like if you're if you're you know, if you're a, a slender footballer or a small footballer, then make sure that you maximize your ability to hold off other footballers and gain just that half a yard and he hasn't done that. His talents, of which there are many, are being obscured by the by the by the carry-on around and the Farage around him. And and really, um my feeling is that he's in a comfort zone. He he likes he loves his money. The previous president paid him an obscene amount of money when elongating his contract it was just a stupid piece of business um his girlfriend soon to be wife wants to live here they bought a new house sympathize with all of that because they're human beings they're not just commodities but the world of football is often a pretty um, pragmatic one and if if he's not in a comfort zone then you know i'm chairman Mao.
1: Uh, just uh, one other bit of business that looks like it's set to be done possibly in the next few hours is Alexander Isak to Newcastle United Uh, you would have seen uh, a lot more of him possibly than the the rest of us at at club level anyway Graham, how much is is this guy going to bring to the Premier League
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with buying potential and that's Mm. all that Newcastle are buying right now tremendously quick Um, been playing elite football or top level football since he was practically just passing 15 um, so he's been in pressure situations for seven years now. Last season wasn't simply uh, bad luck or or poor assist play around him by Real Sociedad. He, he dropped his level significantly last season, missing chances on a repeated basis and scoring, I don't know what, across the season, six or eight, something like that. Um, I can't explain why last season was such a backward step for him, but he's very, very quick. If you look around... Um, the way that um, Willett plays and San Maxman plays and Bruno Gamares plays, uh, Newcastle play at pace. I don't think they want to be a counter attack team every single week, but often they will be. Isaac will be able to be there for players that make a quick break under Eddie Howe. And as somebody who's met Eddie Howe, interviewed him, and somebody who lost Ryan Fraser from Aberdeen at a very young age, to Eddie Howe's team then in the second division, I was so ticked off. And then I looked at Ryan Fraser once he'd been once he'd been under Eddie Howe's tutelage. And he, he changed out of all recognition. He's at maybe going for a huge amount of money and there may be a lot of pressure on him. But one of the things I hope to see is Eddie how um, just easing out the last gauche parts of a, of a promising footballer's um, armoury. It's a, it's a gigantic price and it's money that, you know, it's the owners. I wouldn't be going to play, play for Newcastle if I was that given who owns them. But good luck to him.
1: The, the sound, like the sounds, like you're making sounds there as if like the potential really is is huge. He just he he's kind of been blown off course a little bit. Oh,
0: oh, oh no, oh, no. If no. I that, I want to draw back. I, I, right. There is no doubt that he is an exciting striker. There is no doubt that he's got a decent brain. I've met him. I've interviewed him, and think there's a there's, there's a smart enough person in there. Um, there is lots of potential, but I I'd be very surprised if he hits the ground. And by Christmas, we're talking about somebody who's knocked in 10 or 12 goals. Good luck to him. I hope he does. Uh, But last season was one of those where you look and you think, well, why has your concentration dropped so badly? Why are you skewing shots left and right or over that previously, at minimum, you were putting between the three posts? So there's, there's something that maybe only he can explain personally about what was going on in his head. Uh, you know, he's an exciting footballer. And and the, you know, those Newcastle fans, genuinely, every club's proud of their fans. They are extraordinary. May they be the wind beneath his wings. May he flourish. Good luck to him. But they're buying potential rather than a made man.
1: Graham, great stuff. Thanks a for joining us this morning. Cheers. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow. With the new Gillette Labs Razor. With exfoliating bar.